grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. How many times have you sung the classic song, Happy Birthday? I'm guessing that you sing it at least a handful of times every year when you were growing up and going to your friends' birthday parties, and you always sing that song as there's some kind of a cake or a treat that is brought out. And if you have children who are of that age range, get to do it all over again as an adult as you sing happy birthday at least a handful of times every year. Like me, you've probably sung that more times than you could ever remember, and you will be singing it many, many more times in the years to come as well. And when you sung that song all those different times, have you meant what you sung in wishing somebody a happy birthday? Hopefully, yes, especially if it's someone that you personally know and that you care for. Or what about when we get to the time of year when we greet everybody that we see by saying, Merry Christmas, or if we wish our loved one to get well soon? How many times have you said those phrases? Probably it's a thousand times before. Have you meant what you said when you say it every time? Again, hopefully, yes, you have meant it. And you will likely mean it again as you continue to say it a thousand more times. Because there's some things that, yes, we repeat, but we mean when we say it every time. What about those familiar words and phrases that we use in our worship services? Do we mean what we say and hear on a weekly basis? Again, hopefully so. Or at least we know that we should be meaning it. The word of God that we're looking at this morning is perhaps some very familiar words to you. Because it's how we close almost every worship service here at Grace Lutheran Church. Where we say the words, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. We don't simply repeat these words to just fill the time or to signal to people that we're getting to the end of the service and this is how we show it among many other ways. No, we mean what these words say. And what is found in these words is our triune Lord's blessing, which is full of meaning for us as well today. Because it's in these words we not only see what our triune Lord's blessing is, but we learn from him what is it that we can expect to receive from him. And because it is our triune Lord himself blessing us in these outlined ways, we can be confident to receive exactly what he has said, no matter what is going on or what will happen to us in the days to come. While these words may be familiar to many of us, I'm guessing what is not as familiar is the context, the time when they were given to the Lord's people. We find ourselves among the Israelites not long after their exodus from Egypt. After passing through the dry ground on the bottom of the Red Sea and camping out at Mount Sinai, they have a long journey ahead of them before they get to the promised land of Israel. Moses is their leader and their primary go-between between the Lord and the people. And his brother Aaron, his sons, and their male descendants would be the priests to lead the worship of the Israelite people. 
And before they set out on their long, arduous path to the land of Israel, the Lord wants his people to know that he's going to be with them every step of the way and blessing them as they make their way to Israel. So he has Aaron and his sons say these words to the Israelites. The Lord bless you and keep you. As a loving parent keeps their child safe from harm and bodily need, so the Lord would keep the Israelites safe from harm and bodily need as they traveled throughout their 40 years in the Sinai wilderness. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. To, to make your face shine on somebody means that you give them your complete attention. And if that person who's doing it is someone who is higher than you, well, that's a really nice and wonderful thing. If you remember Esther's account, perhaps you can imagine just how great it was when King Xerxes gave his complete attention to Esther as she pleaded to save the Jewish people, her own people. In the same way, the Lord would give his complete attention to the Israelites. Even though they may seem lost and wandering, he would not turn a blind side to them. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Peace with the Lord isn't like peace in this world. Typically, this world gives you peace by just having a life that's going relatively easy. Without too many stresses or concerns or too many problems that are taking away your attention. But peace with the Lord... That comes, first of all, with the right status before the Lord, that forgiveness of sins. And the thing about this peace is that you can have peace with the Lord even when your peaceful life in this world is not so peaceful. Things are going this way and every other way. It is all these blessings that the Lord outlined to his Israelites that they could expect from him as they journeyed into the Sinai wilderness. Blessings that our Lord continues to give to Christians today as they journey through whatever life has in front of them. But are those the blessings that you would like from the Lord as you journey through what comes ahead of you? It's wonderful that the Lord has promised to bless us by keeping us safe from harm and bodily need, but couldn't he go one step further and to give us a life free from bodily want? To give us that picture-perfect life we see all over social media? It's nice that the Lord will give us his complete attention and make his face shine upon us, but wouldn't it be better if he was at our beck and call, waiting on us hand and foot? We like it that the Lord has given us peace with himself through the sin, forgiveness of sins. But couldn't he also give us peace as the world defines it so that life is like we're always on vacation without a care or concern in the world? Why, those would be the blessings we would love to have as we journey through what life has ahead of us. But that's not what we expect. Rather, we expect what the Lord told the Israelites to expect, to keep them to make his face shine on them, to give them peace. And in fact, these blessings alone are more than enough to, to calm our hearts and to strengthen our feet so that we may journey to our home in heaven and however long that it takes until we get to that wonderful destination. And as we journey, we can also rejoice 
because it is the Lord who is giving us these blessings. You see, the Lord, he's far greater than you or I ever could be. He doesn't owe us anything, and we don't deserve anything from him. And yet, he gives us his grace, mercy, and love as he showers these blessings upon us simply because he wants to, because he chooses to. And he continues to do so, even when we may sinfully wish for more blessings or a different kind of blessings. But it's also these expected blessings that will do more than meet our needs in the days to come. Remember again when it is that the Lord first spoke these words to the Israelites. It was before they set out into the Sinai wilderness. Despite the grumblings and doubts that they had, despite the very harsh circumstances that they had to go through and the danger that was surrounding them, the Lord kept his promises. He did exactly for them as he said, and as certainly a number of them hopefully expected that entire time. And so in the same way, the Lord will give us these same expected blessings as we journey through what is ahead of us. That no matter where you go, the Lord will keep you safe from harm and bodily need. And if he allows bad things to happen to you, he will guide it for your eternal benefit as he knows best. The Lord will make his face shine upon you as he gives you your complete, as he gives you his complete attention whenever you come to him in repentance, prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. The Lord will give you a peace that is uniquely from him. That because of your Savior, sins are forgiven. That you have a clean record with the man upstairs himself. That there is no beef between you and the Lord himself above, even if this world is not so peaceful right now. And you know what? Throughout this all, the Lord will continue to look on you with favor. And to give you the blessings that he's told you to expect from him. Because he will certainly give them to you. It is these expected blessings that we certainly will receive along with all those who have the Lord's name placed upon them. And although when we think think about the Lord's name, uh, don't think of it in the sense of like it's like a magic word that by its mere utterance wonderful things happen. No, rather the Lord's name is what stands for him. And everything that he has revealed about himself is in the Lord's name. And while the term Christian did not exist in the days of Moses and Aaron, it's the term we use today to refer to people who have the the Lord's name placed upon them. And what is it that the Lord promises to do for us who have his name today, for we who call ourselves Christians? Listen to what our Lord says. I will bless them. The Lord himself blesses you. And it's not like his blessings are given among all Christians to be hopefully shared in some way that is equitable or at least equal to everybody. No, he blesses you specifically, you individually, you who alone has your name and life's history with the full measure of the blessings that he has told you to expect. But as you look around your fellow Christians this morning, is that the conclusion that you would come to? that you yourself have these blessings? Sometimes it can feel like we're just a number. 
like one of many people that have been all lumped together and not everything is shared equally. Perhaps you felt the same way as I have that when you call customer support for a large company and, and you spend forever on hold, you talk to at least four or five different people re-explaining your story every single time and usually you walk away with being quoted the company policy that doesn't solve your problem in any way. Imagine what it's like for the Lord to have any number of Christians, perhaps even millions of Christians, calling on him at any given moment. We can think, well, sure, the Lord has blessed Christians so-and-so over here, but, but what about me? It seems like he has forgotten about me, that he has that I slipped through the cracks. Or perhaps you look at your fellow Christian and may wonder, what is there to show for these blessings? The Lord's been blessing his children in this way since the days of Moses and Aaron. That was a long time ago, about roughly 3,500 years. And yet here Christians are today. A persecuted minority among all sorts of enemies who are gunning for us and that are not going away anytime soon. A biblical lifestyle that is increasingly at odds with our sinful culture, not just here in America, but throughout the whole world in varying degrees of opposition. It can seem rather disheartening. But let's remember two things. First of all, what blessings do we expect from the Lord? Is what he promised to those Israelites to keep us, to make his face shine in us, to, to give us peace. If the Lord hasn't promised us something else, well, we shouldn't hold him to that promise, even if he could give those things. But also, secondly, where to draw our confidence from to receive these expected blessings? We draw them from the one who gives it to us, to our triune Lord. Another name for this Sunday is Holy Trinity Sunday, where we consider how our God is both three and one. He is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet there is only one God, there's only one Lord. We'll talk a little bit more about this when we confess our faith using a portion of the Athanasian Creed. But as those three persons of God, we see how the Lord has already blessed us in so many great and wonderful ways that make us certain that he will continue to bless us as promised. How God the Father not only created this whole universe in six 24-hour days by his word alone, but preserves it and all who live in it for the last six to 10,000 years that everything has existed. God the Son, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, who redeemed us from our sins by paying the price that we should have by dying on that cross. And because of that death and his resurrection from the grave, we have now the forgiveness of sins and the promise of life in heaven. God, the Holy Spirit, who has conquered our inborn hostility and made our spiritually dead hearts alive when he gave us the gift of faith, who continues to be active in our lives by strengthening our faith whenever we come to the word and sacrament. This is what our triune Lord has already done for you. And he's certainly done it. And so he will certainly bless you as he's told you to expect from him. To keep you. To make his face shine on you and to give you peace. 
those are the blessings that you and I receive when we have the Lord's name placed upon us, whether it be at the end of a worship service or whenever we come to him in his word. And because it is our triune Lord, both three and one, who himself is giving these blessings, we can be certain to receive them in every way that he has just said. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. These words have been spoken over God's people for around 3,500 years. Their meaning and the blessing we find within it has not changed a single ounce this entire time. As one Lord, these are the blessings that we've been told to expect that are more than enough to meet our every need as we journey through whatever life has ahead of us. And as three persons, we can be certain to receive these blessings just as he has already done so much for us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As such, eagerly receive the Lord's name placed upon you to be called a Christian, a child of God through faith, and confidently rejoice in the blessings that he will give to you specifically, as he has said here. Amen.